Hey, 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 welcome to the Emphatically You podcast. I'm your host, Candace Nelson, wife, mother of one dope college student, lover of words, music, and a native Adamsville bred Georgia peach. You're invited to this easy, breezy, soulful, safe space created for those of us who need occasional reminders, some tips, tools, and transformative messages that will speak to the heart of you. Come along with me on this brand new journey of truth, love, and growth. It's time to let your hair down and put yourself first so you can speak and be emphatically you. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Emphatically You podcast with Candace. Yes, yes, yes. Today you are in you are in for a treat. You are really in for a treat. Um we are here today with spiritual mindset coach and the host of the Grind Define my gosh, her name is Terilyn Michelle. I want to welcome you, Terilyn, to the Emphatically You podcast with Candace. Come on in and say hello to the people. Oh, man, I was, I've been waiting in line. I've been waiting in line. I'm like, when is it my turn to be on Emphatically You with Candace? I said, oh, she going in the door? Okay, I thought she butt in line, but no, okay. Oh, and then my turn came. I am here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you here, my love. (laughs) This is an awesome thing. And, you know, Terrell and I have known each other for a few years now, and it's been my pleasure uh, and my honor to be considered your sister. Um, It's been great. And one of the things I know that when we spoke just a little bit before, I'm going to share this with my listening audience. You made a statement that said it really resonated with me. You said something about personality and you mentioned that personality is a kaleidoscope of colors. And I really feel like that has so much truth and weight to it. Uh, And today we are talking about being unmasked. Oh my goodness. Unmasked. Okay, Terrilyn, I actually want to share some examples of what it looks like being masked versus being unmasked, like some of the unintentional masks that people can wear. Now, I'm going to give some examples Hmm. for me, and then I want you to kind of chime in and give your example or your perspective. One of the examples is... When you're wearing a mask, you feel limited. You have, uh, or you feel like you have a lot of limitations. Versus when you remove that mask, you actually feel infinite. You have a feeling of being infinite. Can you come in on that and just share what your thoughts are? I can definitely relate to that. I actually, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, my masks that I have worn were definitely, um, they definitely contributed to a, a very limiting mindset uh, and and restrictions. It's kind of like, um, I think of the summertime when you're walking down the street and you see the dog sitting there and then it starts to run and it can only get so far because it's got a leash. It's tied to a tree. But up until it gets yanked at the neck, you know, <laughs> you know, the dog doesn't realize that it can only go so far. And it's crazy. I'm going to use an example about a dog and I'm talking about myself. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great example, though. The revelations. Right. But um, 
<laughs> you know, but uh, you know how I do. It's I, I try to keep it together, y'all do. But uh, yeah, I mean, having those invisible limitations, and I say invisible because feeling restrained and restricted, but that's actually only reality because I believe that's my reality. I can definitely relate to wearing masks and feeling that way. And I can also relate to the other side of that, getting to a space where I came to understand, even before I knew that I would label that space as a mask, coming to the space where I realized that, hey, these limitations are not real. I'm only limited because I have the insecurities and things that I'm telling myself. And so I believe that I'm un that, that I'm uh, limited. And then it was, I think after that point, actually being able to connect to the fact that there was a mask that I was wearing. So yeah, those, those resonate with me deeply. I, I love that, Terrell. And that's a perfect segue into my second example. Um, one of the the mask that I know that I have been um, guilty of wearing is feeling insecure. You just mentioned that, those insecurities. When you feel insecure about this or that, I can't do this or I can't do that, versus removing that mask and actually being bold or feeling bold. And that, for me, resonates so loudly, so vividly, so strong, because I know for a fact that I have allowed the insecurities that I put on to keep me from walking into some other blessings that God had for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about, we, we um, I know I have been around, you know, the elders talking about blessing blockers, you know, they talk about that. And... Um, I always thought about blessings that were blocked being something that was external, meaning that something in the outside world uh, had to be getting in the way of something that I was doing, only to get to a space uh, where I realized that I was my blessing blocker a lot of the time. And that was because I wasn't ready to receive what God had for me, you know, and so uh, this conversation to today when those different insecurities, um, wow, just that word even. When I think about my insecurities, my insecurities uh, had everything to do with me not having a sense of personal value, you know? And wow. so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was the craziest thing because I think about uh, being a serial entrepreneur and the things that I do today. And the things that I do uh, successfully, and, and, and I consider them successful because of the feedback that I get from the people who I'm blessed enough to support, who trust me enough to work with me. That's what makes what I do successful. So when I think about the successful nature of the things that I do today and how I didn't even think that was possible uh, just a few years back, it's crazy how those different insecurities can write on not only who we believe we are, but everything about who we believe we're not or who we couldn't even be, you know? And so it. that's why, yeah, this is this is such a, a great conversation today because, shoot, I think of mass. I got like a Mardi, a Mardi Gras type of situation with mass from the past. I mean, all colors, feathers, sequins, all that. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> just, I'm glad they're on the shelf now, just looking pretty and everything, you know. Amen. But, yeah, yeah. 
Amen. Well, the last example that I want to share with the audience is one of the masks that, again, that I know that I'm guilty of wearing or have worn is the mask where I felt like I needed validation. That mask has been removed because I can say now I actually am the one to do. I validate. I'm able to validate. And I validate myself because I learned from another experience that I had at a conference or something that I attended a year or so ago. Validation is for parking. Come on. Validation is for parking. I don't need you or anybody else to validate me. Come on, Terrell, and share with the people. Toot, toot, nah, beep, beep. Listen, I love validation is for parking. You know I'm going to go find that song after this. Toot, toot, nah, beep, beep. Beep, beep. But girl, man, who are you telling? Boy, throughout the course of this this life so far, um, man, I have the whole validation thing. I mean, going through grad school even. And it's, it's, listen, let me just disclaimer. I am not saying that it's anything wrong with higher education. Not at all. But for myself personally, education for me was a way for me to obtain something outside of myself that said that I was good enough, that said that I was worthy. Of course, when I when I started college, it was with the mindset of I'm going to have this career and I'm going to make this money and I'm going to be able to have this life and do all of this stuff for my family. And that's what I said to myself because that's what was said to me. You know, you're supposed to check the boxes. You're supposed to, you had, I listened to an episode of yours where you talked about this. See, I'm all up in your stuff, girl. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. It was so good though, but um, you. You. Yeah, you, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but that really made you, you know, you, that, that linear way of living that you talked about and, and checking those boxes and somebody told you that you're supposed to uh, go to, go to college and, then you graduate and you get your degree and then you get married and you had a two kids and it's the family of four with the picket fence. And then, you know, you, yes. you uh, retire and you die. That's like it, you know? And so I went about the checklist that someone told me. And so part of it was because you supposed to have this career, but the other part was I needed to be able to say so that Carolyn could accept herself I needed for, to be able to say that I was a whatever, fill in the blank. I actually got accepted for uh, biochemistry at the University of Illinois, Chicago. And so I needed to be able to say that I was a this or that I was a that, you know. And so I wasn't in college mainly to get that career and that degree. I needed to have that validating stamp of approval to be able to show up in a room and feel worthy to be there. Little did I know was because uh, little did I, well, I learned that going about it that way, I have several degrees and I never felt like I belonged in those rooms. Mm. I never felt like even, even degrees enabling me to be able to fish in certain ponds, I otherwise would not have been able to. I still never felt like I belonged in those spaces. And it was after going through all of that, that I learned that I didn't need anything outside of me to validate me. To your point, I had to learn how to validate myself. And the key to me being able to do that was my relationship with God. But that's why this is such a powerful conversation, because you making me think back on stuff, girl. I and, appreciate I, it. I, and I love it. I really do, because 
thank you for listening to my show. I appreciate that. And we are, we can, you and I are kind of on the same wavelength when you talk about checking those boxes. You know, my life mm. um, is a little bit different, but that linear way of thinking is so yeah. profound and it was so profound in my life. And one of the things I want to make sure that I point out is that, you know, when, when we wear these unintentional masks, especially for me, I know that I would not have truly realized that I was wearing these masks if I had not even challenged myself to dedicate to do something simply because I loved it. Mm. And I'm using this, this platform, this podcast is one of those things. I just talked about how I feel though God used another person to kind of speak to me, to be the vessel for me to say, You've wanted to use your voice, and that's the gift that I've given you. You love talking. Go ahead and just try it and see mm-hmm. see what you are able to do. What do you have to say about that, Terrell? That's so huge because, I, you know, I've gotten to a space now where I understand that every answer that I'm looking for, every solution that I'm looking for begins with me. And so something so basic as saying, you know what, I'm interested in that, or I think I might like that and I'm not sure, or I don't even know if that thing that I think I might like is what I want to do. I might want to do something else. The power in just deciding, making a decision with all of the unknowns and just doing it, that is so huge because sometimes um, I've learned, well, I'm not going to say sometimes, I'm going to say every dog on time. I have a thought like that, it's because uh, it's it's coming from God. If I have a thought, um, oh, and I'll say this before I get to this point, but a lot of people ask me as a spiritual mindset coach, how do I know when God is talking to me or when it's just me or something else? I get this question all the time, wow. all the time. And there's a very simple answer and it's super short. <laughs> <laughs> if it's God... It's going to be something that would, that would align with scripture, all right? So if your thought, in your case, you said, you know what? I've been using this voice and I really think I like the idea of this whole podcast situation. I think I might want to do that, you know? And then you thought about it and said, you know, okay, well, if I started to talk, what would I talk about? And you came up with emphatically you with Candace. What you do on your platform and the way in which you use it to serve is in alignment with scripture. That's how you know that that was a seed that was planted by God. All right. So for me, anytime I get an idea about something and that idea can align with scripture, then I know that it's from God. Now, God ain't going to say, I'm not going to get an idea and say, you know what? I think that I'm, I think I might um, get a tattoo around my belly button. And dance on the bow of boats for millionaires. That ain't going to align with scripture. So I know that that ain't the Lord. <laughs> Y'all should see Candace's face. because we, <laughs> we, can, we can see each other. You know, unfortunately, you guys are listening on, on the podcast. But she's just like, I can't take you nowhere. You just, what are you doing? I'm running amok, sis. I'm sorry. I'm back. It's, it's all good. <laughs> it's all love. It's all good. But I want to make sure all of you, you listening people understand that 
when you show up, when you just simply take the first step and you show up, you can realize and see exactly which mask you may have been wearing that you weren't aware of, and then they will slowly be removed just mm-hmm. because you took the time to say yes. Yep. And as you're talking about some of the questions, Carolyn, that people ask you because you're a spiritual mindset coach, I want to ask you, are you living the life that you currently want? Yes, as of right now, I am. And it's crazy because it's 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 consistently evolving. I'll, I'll answer that in two ways. Yes, I'm living the life that I want and I'm becoming aligned with the life that the creator wants for me. And what I mean by I'm becoming aligned with it is because, you know, he just he just show up and be like, you going to do this. And I'd be like, well, I was kind of going to the left and you you got me going up into the northeast and all of this. And I was kind of trying to go over there. And so (laughs) what I'm doing is I'm in a space that feels authentic and genuine for me. And it took some time to get there. I've done a lot of things that I was good at. I've done a lot of things that um, that uh, yielded a result that I wanted, but I always felt like something was missing. This is the first time where this genuine, authentic space, I don't feel like anything is missing. The only thing that um, I do feel like I, I am open to exploring is how this thing will grow from here. And I think that's allowing myself to become aligned with that process, not necessarily looking like anything that I would plan. Mm-hmm. It's gonna look like whatever God says it should. And so that, that, that allowing myself to be aligned with what's unknown for me, but known to him is kind of like where I'm at right now. I, I hope I answered that. your question. Yes, absolutely <laughs> you did. Absolutely you did. Now, you know, Again, I'm talking about, you You mentioned the word authenticity. Yeah. And that makes me think about, think about different things that can get you to your authentic self. One of those things for me was learning to speak up for myself. And when, oh, I, say that, yeah. when I say that, I mean, you have to be able to trust yourself and know that when people say things or do things, you don't have to go at it in an ugly way or a disrespectful way, but you speak up for yourself to be able to say, this is what I need, or this is what I like, or this is what I want, or this is what it is. You just speak up for yourself. And the more you begin to do that, the more you begin to get in alignment with your authentic self. Can you give a suggestion or a recommendation of one way that you can get to your authentic self? Absolutely. Speaking up is huge because a lot of the times um, I would say, I'd be saying stuff, but I wasn't allowing myself to unapologetically say what my truth was because I wanted to protect other people's feelings. I didn't want to feel like I was mean or so the speaking part is huge to add to that. I would say to connect to your authentic self, go back to a space of innate value 
given to you by your creator and align with the fact that it is valuable because he says so. And I'll give an example of what I mean by that. Um, I've been a writer ever since before I could read and write. Uh, I was three years old. My mother bought me a, a typewriter and I was really good with phonics so I could sound out words. And so uh, she scrapped books. So she kept all the old letters, but everything was misspelled, but you could read the entire letter. So I've literally been writing since before I could read and write with a pen or, or pencil. Fast forward through that, I always did stories and poetry. I was an indie recording artist for a while. I used to write my music and other people's music. I was always writing and revered for my writing, but I never saw any value of it. I remember looking at other people and saying, man, I wish I was good at something. I wish I had something that was special like that person had. But I didn't see any value in what God gave me. And that's because I didn't feel like I could make money from it. What made things about me valuable, what translated to value for Terrellyn is if I could turn a paycheck from it. Or if it was something where um, I was going to have a huge following because of success, air quotations, defined by being able to make money off of it. And so I ended up going all the way through graduate school, several degrees. And what I do today is like full circle. What I do today, I'm a spiritual mindset coach. And so I help people navigate their lives with coaching. But I'm also a professional ghostwriter working with a few different publishing companies, helping people to tell the story of their life. You know, wow. and I use I use my talent to be able to write, to do that, even with my podcast. My podcast is heavy around the poetry and, and storytelling. So today I make a living and, and have become a serial entrepreneur based on the foundation of things that my creator gave me that he said was valuable and good and very good long before I turned a coin from him. It was once I decided that I agreed with God's sense of value for me that those things became valuable for others and then being able to make a living kind of came with it. I love that, Terrilyn, and congratulations to you. Thank you. You all, I want you all to make sure after you finish listening to this episode, go on over there and follow Miss Terrilyn Michelle at The Grind Define. <laughs> That podcast is fire. And she, thank you. You are so welcome. I love it. And thank you for just sharing all of that, that, that juiciness because, again, we're, we're talking about being unmasked. When you mm -hmm. remove these masks, ladies and gentlemen, it, it, it helps you to walk into your truth. It helps you to live the life that... I believe was set up for you from the beginning. One of the, the quotes that I like to share with a lot of people, I think one of my girlfriends shared this with me was, I always try to share with people, kind of when they're going through things, to always remember to live the life within them out loud. Ooh, and I like I, that. I, I, oh, me too. I love it. Because we all have things within us but sometimes we stifle them or we're not in tune or in touch with them. And, you know, like I said, when we were talking about getting in touch with your authentic self, you have to be honest with yourself. Would you agree, Tara? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially somebody that spent years lying to herself. I was, man, <laughs> listen, 
But girl, yeah. oh, I'm telling you that the fallacies I've told myself. But you know, I think that um, that that you said is so powerful because I really couldn't see myself for all of those years for the fantasy that I had of who I thought I should be. I spent so much time building up who I thought I should be that I never allowed myself to see exactly who I am and build from that. You know what I'm saying? So once I once I was able to to step outside of the fantasy and say, okay, you may kind of like remind me of the, the the precious movie. You remember when she used to imagine these have these grandiose visions of of who she wanted to be or you know, once I got done doing that, and then I said, Okay, well, anything's possible. I guess you could be doing that, you know. But then let's just take a look at who we are today. What do you have today that you now know what what real value is? Mm-hmm. You know, who do you have today and, and uh, who are you today and what do you have? And what can you do to really focus your time on what you have to, to hone that thing, to sharpen that thing, to practice that thing, to yeah. really get to know that thing? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's what it was when I stopped trying to live up to a fantasy of who Terrellyn was and just accepted who I am and said, okay, well, this is cool, but I, I'm not feeling comfortable with it. So let me learn more about this aspect of myself. How, what can I do to refine this, to make it better? How do I grow in this? Once my focus was there, then it's just like, you, you're like a duck in water at that point, you know? Yes. And, and, and again, you're just helping to make this such a smooth segue into these topics that we're sharing today. <laughs> you know, I'm talk I'm looking at how we we need to learn to and understand, I should say that, not learn. We need mm-hmm. to understand that living your truth now is so very different from when you were or were not living your truth previously. Because mm-hmm. all of us grow. If if you're not growing you're pretty much dead for lack mm-hmm. of, you know, I don't want to be harsh with it, but that's really most of the truth. As you grow and evolve, your personal truth will also grow and it will change as well. So one of the things I think you and I talked about, Carolyn, and I'm going to let you kind of go ahead and talk on this, but you mentioned to me that we have to allow people to, we have to stop allowing people to shame us away from growth. Oh, girl. Yeah, I don't yes. know if you remember us talking about that. I do. I do. And I thank you for reminding me. <laughs> no, because that was that was such a dope day when, when we were talking. And that's the truth. If you think about it, um, when for me, again, I'll, I'll, I'll use myself. Um, I think that a lot of what I share, people will be able to relate to. Because one thing I've learned as a professional coach, this stuff is a human condition. You know, we'll, we'll take and hide the fact that we struggle with certain things and that's because the enemy has us convinced that uh you're the only one when in fact this is a human condition because why would we why would we seek god if we didn't have these challenges so to uh what you mentioned with me saying people shaming us about growth think about you actually coming to a space of recognizing some character flaws and saying you know what that is not, I've, I've been doing that. And now that I'm aware that I do it, that is not me. That is not who I want to be. It has been me, but that's not who I want to be. And that's not how I want to show up in this world. So I'm a change it. And then you start to be around people and 
the first thing those people want to do when they see you doing something different is say, oh, well, that's not real. Either they want to be, oh, well, she probably is it's just for a minute or that ain't no different. You've been doing this and you've been doing that and you ain't really changed. And if they haven't said that, it's an energy of judgment yes. that people can give off when we're trying to do the things that we want to do and that God says we need to do to grow. And so I had um, a client that I was talking to about this and she was struggling with it because she said, you know, I don't want to be that person anymore, but nobody believes me. And people, it's like they put pressure on me. It's like they're more comfortable if I'm in the space that I was before, which kept me just sad. It made me so dysfunctional. It kept me depressed. And so I said, well, I said, my question for you would be, why do you give them permission to make you feel that way? And she just paused and she looked and she said, give them permission? I said, well, yeah. I said, I kind of liken that to shade. You know how people say that they throw shade? Well, shade has to be received. Yeah. You can throw it all day long, but if I choose not to receive it, then what? Shade is only effective if you throw it and I receive it. Right. Let's be clear, you know? So I said, so you have to choose, or it's your choice. You don't have to do anything. But I would recommend that you choose not to give that person that power you know and I think a lot of the times we do that we're so afraid of the judgment of others and their validation back to that word that you used uh, earlier yeah. their validation of our move forward that we'll straddle the fence we'll be lukewarm or we'll just fall back when we don't have to give them the power they, we don't have to give their words the power, their energy the power to dictate who we choose to be. We could just be. And if that energy disrupts you, then that season for that relationship or, or that, uh, that person occupying your space can be, it can end. Everything's not meant to go on for always. Sometimes we try to, this is another example of trying to hold on to things when we're really supposed to let them go. So if to anyone listening... If there's some changes that you're trying to make, if there's some some uh, moccasins that you're trying to step into that's brand new, that's your perfect size, and you really want to put them on, but you're like, well, I don't know. You looking around, seeing if it's somebody else's moccasins. No, uh, don't, those are yours. Amen. Just go ahead and step into the moccasins because they brand new and crispy waiting on your feet. Go on ahead and step into the moccasins. <laughs> and when you step in the moccasins, the people who like them new shoes you wearing and want to know where you got them, that's your trap. The ones that don't, they're not. Their season has ended. We get to choose who gets to occupy certain spaces within our life. And we get to choose what we receive and what we reject. Amen. Amen, Carolyn. You, we are in control. Mm -hmm. We get to choose. And when I tell you that is so profound, but I want to ask you something now. I want to share with the listening audience. I know, I know you, Terrilyn. I know that you're an author. <laughs> I know that you're a certified spiritual mindset coach. And I've seen you around a few places here and there. And, <laughs> you know, but within the text of this particular conversation that we're having today, I want to know, has there ever been a space for you 
where mm-hmm. you have had to show up and be something other than what Terrilyn is. Oh, yeah. Shoot. <laughs> Corporate America. <laughs> you can't. You. That's the reason why I didn't do too well at that. Because the whole culture of corporate America is for you to schmooze and to go along to get along. You have all of these, if you work in some place and you happen to like what you do, which at one point in time I, I, I did, you have all of these amazing ideas and contributions you want to make and somebody will take and minimize your idea and then put their name on it. Nice. Great. Um, they do something that's completely and totally shady, but you are supposed to smile and act like you don't mind. And so for a while, because that was the culture and I wanted to excel in this particular environment, I did. I, I, I played the game. I had to pretend to be somebody that I really wasn't. And when I tell you, it felt like my insides were being liquefied with acid because it really did. It was killing me on the inside to show up every day and have to wear this mask just to be able to get ahead. The fact that I was on time, the fact that I was excellent at my job, the fact that I worked well with others, none of that meant anything. It, it had no value if I wasn't going to play the game, you know? And so that was one of the, the for years doing that. And I, I think that's how that culture for, for some people, everybody's experience, um, how they process it and how they navigate it may not be the same, but that's just how I felt with it. Um, everybody's experience may not be the same, but that that culture can a lot of the times get in the way of us truly being able to be who God created us to be. And I mean, do that wholeheartedly and free, because if you figure uh, 40, 50 hours a week, um, salary folks, sometimes more than that, they get, you know, you work more hours, you're going to make the same amount of money anyway. Um, the amount of time that we spend at our jobs that's a good chunk of your lifetime that you pretending and going along to get along to be able to accomplish the things that you want within that career and to be able to provide for your family the way that you want. And some people are able to navigate that and do just fine and others are not. And then when you see the emphasis on soft skills today that's needed within corporate America, that the toxicity of that culture it's now getting to a point where there's a corporation seeing that it's killing people. People can't come and really produce for you the way that they should um, without coming and shooting the place up when you got a bunch of people who are sitting there and they have to pretend to be something that they're not just eat every day. You know, so I think that's probably the biggest period of, of time in my life. It, that's not the only one, but that's that's the one that that is uh, because it occupied so much of a space within my life. That's the one that stands out to me. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, Cause I know you've worn a lot of hats and um, I'm grateful for the space that you're currently in. Um, and I want to ask you another question, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. What is something that you used to fear that you look back now and you can't believe that you were afraid of it? Being visible. Being visible was a huge, you know what's crazy? If you had have asked me that question when I was hiding, I, I would have had a different answer because I didn't know that I was hiding. Exactly. I had, I had a bunch of different reasons as to why um, that was just something that I wasn't doing. I mean, how you going to have a business and don't nobody see you? Where they do that at? 
you know. So it was, <laughs> it was, and and the fact that I'm a writer, there was a space where I could be behind the scenes with my thing and still make a living. But you know, you have to grow, you have to grow, you have to do other things. So, yeah. I had a fear of being visible because because of the judgment, because of the, you know, uh, your, your, your slip is showing. Those insecurities make you feel like your slip is showing, like your grandma used to say. And so that was something that was huge for me, um, the thought of really putting myself out there, really just unapologetically having my own ideas and perspective and just standing on that. And even within my podcast, I kind of with the grind defined, I had an idea of what I wanted to wanted it to be initially, but being able to convey that in a way that was completely and totally free, that took practice. That took practice. I remember when I first started my show, it wasn't nothing for me to spend six, eight hours editing a doggone episode. And I look back now, I'm like, who the freaking heck? What in the world? You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy. You know, but yeah, visibility was something that was a huge, um, it was a huge fear for me. And now it's like, what in the world? I'm I'm just glad I'm out of that. <laughs> and I love you for saying that because that would have been my fear, um, mm. being visible. Um, I've always been someone that kind of preferred to be in the background. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've shared the story with a few people, not a lot, but when I was much, much younger, Um, because I enjoy writing as well, but I thought I wanted to be a television news journalist. But of course, that person has to be in front of the camera. (laughs) Right. At the time, it didn't bother me to think about that or believe that was something I wanted to do. But as I got older and just started really looking into it and seeing what it all entailed, the kind of scary part of Candace, so those insecurities started rising up saying, well, no, maybe you can go to the back and be a newspaper journalist or something like that. And so I took mm. that off the table, but visibility would have been the fear for me. I'm, I'm now starting to shine my light just a little bit brighter. Girl, bye. you done messed around and then gave me cataracts. I don't even know if this is the brightness of your light to put a cloud in the center of my eye. I can't shine to. <laughs> Thank you. You are such a gem. Thank you for that. Nah, I'm serious. You got this voice that's like butter. You pretty as I don't know what. What in the world she trying to hide for? Then you don't went ahead and came. I don't mess my eyes up. I'm gonna send this bill to you for this laser. So I don't even know if the laser gonna fix that. But you go, you go, you go pay your portion for this. Damn the light. I will pay my portion. I will pay my portion. But I just love that that we both have removed that mask and and yeah. come on out into the light. So thank you for, again for answering that question. The last thing I want to ask you, well, actually, I've got two more questions for you. Okay. What is something that you know about yourself today that you didn't know ten years ago, Carolyn? Oh wow! Oh, that's a good one. I would have to say that um, I am very resourceful. I And the reason why that's, that's huge for me is because I remember when I first decided, I came to that space where I said, okay, I'm, I'm living in the space of authenticity and I'm cool with this. And so now, um, of course, you want to forge forward and you want to build whatever it is that you're doing. Well, I always thought that 
opportunity for me to be able to scale what it is that I'm doing was going to come via somebody else. I thought that something or someone else had to be my source in order to make that happen. Only for me to learn that God, first and foremost, everything, that that game is rigged in my favor. I can't lose. You know what I'm saying? It's, It's the only game that you literally, when you show up, you cannot lose. I don't need anything outside of myself. No one else is going to put me on, quote unquote. What's going to put me on is me showing up in service to him first and foremost. I will be put on, but that's the way that it's going to happen. But it's going to have to be because of my consistency, my dedication, and my effort. So me understanding now that I don't need anything else outside of me. God made me a self-sustaining system powered by him, and that makes everything happen in the end. You know, that's what I learned. Amen. Amen. I love it. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, what's the next big thing for Terrilyn, Michelle, and The Grind Defined? Oh, man. Okay, so The Grind Defined. Oh, man, that's something that... I would say there's the only thing that I I can say I know of for sure, and this is... I'm I'm stuttering because I'm always treading these questions lightly because if you ever want to make God laugh, start telling them what your plans are. So I try not to do too much of that, you know, but um, the Grind to Find is, is syndicated now in addition to the major apps, platforms that everybody listens to their apps and music on. I'm in some local, uh, on some local radio stations. And so I continue, I uh, plan to continue to spread the show as far as I can. And then I have a, a business partner, uh, Billy Rowe. We do Terrell and Michelle and Billy Rowe live every Tuesday. See, here we go with that visibility thing again. I didn't think I'd be doing a, a live show. I'd done live radio and stuff like that back in the day, but never anything on live video. So um, to your question with the grind to find, uh, because of Terrell and Michelle and Billy Rowe live, then I'm also going to expand and have a portion of the grind to find that I do live and I'm planning um, some uh, uh, different uh, platforms or a platform where you can subscribe for premium content, things like that. Because as a coach, people and listening to my show, they want you to dig deeper on some things. And so I really want to have something that's much more interactive. The podcast, because it's pre-recorded now, you can listen and it's only that that one way experience. But I really like Terrell and Michelle and Billy Roll Live is very interactive. People can come up live on the stage um, during the show and actually join us on the virtual stage to have their comment or question. And I kind of want to do something like that with the grind to find. So uh, that in addition to eventually uh, retreats, events, stuff like that. So that's that's what I have in mind. I don't know, Lord God, he's just looking down like, mm, go on, make your plans. Go on, do that. We're going to see what happens. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's where I am with that. Oh, I love it. Well, like I said, I want people to make sure they tune in. Uh, your podcast is absolute fire, and I love it. I've loved it from the beginning, and I Thank will you. make sure that I continue to listen. But listen, I want to leave the audience today with a question for them to answer. And ladies and gentlemen, as you listen to this question, please take a moment to come to my I want you to email me. I want you to send me an email at Candice at emphaticallyyou.com and let me know what your response is to this one question. 
what decision do you need to make today to decide that you will be living your authentic life and you will live emphatically for yourself? Mm. Answer that question for me. What decision do you need to make today? Because here's the thing. You are worth fighting for. I had the opportunity to listen to that song again this morning. I've always told my audience I am a true true music head. <laughs> and the service this morning was phenomenal. And the song is by Brian Courtney Wilson. You are worth fighting for. Eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard all that God has planned for you. I know it to be true for me. I know it to be true for Terrilyn. And I know it to be true for you. Terrilyn, give us some closing words. Closing words would be just, um, I thank you for for, uh, Emphatically You podcast because it's such a context and a complete and total vibe for life. I can honestly say that whenever I walk away from listening to an episode, and y'all better understand it's an experience. I have my glass of wine. I had the lights low. I just be chilling. So when I'm, Seriously, though, when I'm when I'm listening, thinking about living my life so that I am emphatically Terrilyn at all times, my closing words would be for everybody listening, create that space where you are emphatically you at all times. And I would say come up with like, what's your top three things that you would have to do if it's things you need to remove, if it's seasons that are probably uh, closing with relationships, if it's getting deeper into your spiritual self, if it's choosing specific content that feeds your intention, like emphatically you, what are some things that you can do, changes that you can make so that you're allowing yourself to align, uh, to live out your emphatic truth. So I think that would be my closing thoughts. Thank you, Terrilyn. I want to say thank you to you, sister. Thank you for being a guest on my show. Thank you for being my sister. Thank you for all of these gems and these nuggets that you have dropped for the people today. I pray that everyone has enjoyed this and has gotten some wonderful knowledge and information out of today's show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I I appreciate it. I I was in the line. I'm glad it's my turn. (laughs) It was definitely your turn. (laughs) It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Y'all, I hope you all have enjoyed this episode with my girl, Terrell and Michelle. But it's time for us to get on out of here. And before I leave, y'all know what I like to tell you. Please take care. Stay safe. Make it a great day, but remember most of all to be emphatically you.